Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you this day from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I commend to you a word of the Lord from the Gospel of St. John. The word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. Please be seated. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, my whole entire job is to say words. Like, I don't build anything, don't grow nothing, I can't make anything worthwhile. I talk. That's all I do. That's it. Like, you have to admit, that's wild. Like, you have to understand why some people call this whole thing a sham sometimes. It's one of those things we tend to do. Underestimate words. We teach our kids to do it from a very young age. We tell them lies, like sticks and stones will break your bones, but words can never hurt you. Except you wouldn't have had to pass along that lie of a nursery rhyme to them, except for the fact that the words did. See, words have power. I mean, God used words to create the whole universe. Words do stuff. Most of the time, we only really notice just how potent words can be when something goes wrong with them. From name-calling and gossip that would ruin reputations to the way that we would sharpen our words like weapons against anyone who hurts us first, anyone who dares to disagree with us. I mean, if words don't matter, if it really is just sticks and stones, why is the internet so mad all the time? It's the simplest things. Whether or not you can even say Merry Christmas anymore without getting glared at by somebody, and that's not just the recognition that sooner or later we're going to need to come to terms with, our beliefs are in the minority now. That ship sailed. We're going to have to get used to that fact. Not them, us. But even more, just a recognition that even the people who actually do share what we believe might still struggle with the term Merry Christmas because this time of year can be really, really hard for some folks. And it's not that they actually set out to want to be a Grinch, but it's just that Merry Christmas is kind of a loaded phrase. Remember that when some people struggle to say it back. And it's not because they really want to ruin your holiday, it's just because they don't feel like they fit. It's because they've tried to be merry but couldn't quite come up with it, no matter how hard they tried. Words matter. Even if we never really found that out until we weren't careful enough with our own or felt somebody else's. Or just realize that the truth can hurt. Words matter. So I always thought that it was my job to figure out the right ones. Find the right words to explain this stuff. Find the right thing to say to proclaim the truth. Say the right thing at the right time to teach so that you can understand, so that you can actually find comfort in this faith in the middle of everything that has gone wrong. Take everything that is and try and find the right words to match to it so that we will feel better. But that's hard. Especially when you actually look at what it is we say we believe something that we cannot by our own reason or strength 
come to terms with? How do you teach the word blue to a blind person? How do you teach life to people dead in the trespasses of their sins? See, if it's just finding the right words to match creation, it's not going to work. At best, it sort of feels like a shell or an escape where we can say words like peace, words like hope, words like love, and they sound great, but they don't quite match what we're seeing when we look around. John tells the truth. The thing that we usually put out of sight in the beginning was the word. Something cool there. See, the word existed before the thing that it described. Something to think about. Before creation, there was a word for it. Before anything existed, There was an explanation. There was an understanding. There was a comfort and a hope. John tells us that we do not match words to creation. God matches creation to words. Right now, the words don't line up with the things that we see. We hear all these church words, peace, hope, love, forgiveness, but we don't often find them, at least not really. It is really hard to sing these hymns in the middle of an unmerry Christmas. It is really hard to say Merry Christmas in a world that has found better things to spend their time and money on. And it leaves us grasping at straws for this thing to actually be true, trying to find a way to make these words actually stick to what is going on around us so that it can make things better out there. But God would work, not in a way to explain away the things that are bad, not in a way to somehow excuse them or find the right words to make you feel better about the fact that you can say words like hope and peace but still not quite feel them. But God spoke words to fix what is wrong, to actually answer what was wrong, so that when creation stopped looking like the words that were used to form it because of sin, God would bring it back together. The word was with God, and the word was God. That means... That word, sin, that we use to encapsulate everything that has gone wrong, everything that we have done to undo God's creation, everything that we have done to ourselves, to each other, everything that has been done unto us that have made things not look like those words that we are supposed to feel, God would answer those. And he would do it before we ever even had a chance to mess it up. Before anything ever went wrong, there was the word. There was God speaking an answer, a truth powerful enough to conquer everything wrong that would fall under that awful word, sin. And that word that was before the creation ever was, that word that is God, was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory. See, John was sent from God to bear witness about the light, but he borrowed that word. Because light already existed. Christmas means light took flesh. Christmas means light dwelt in darkness. Christmas means that of all of the things going right in heaven and wrong on earth, God would not be satisfied. And so light descended into darkness. God became man. The word became flesh. Jesus was born fully God and fully man, clothed in weakness that from a cradle he would rule the entire universe to bring light back to darkness, just like before. 
let there be light. And today it's good. So John talked at people. That was his whole job. Maybe splash a little water, but it was the word that did it. For baptism is certainly not just water, but the word of God in and with the water. So John talked at people. And through that God-given and eternal word, the comfort which existed even before the sins that caused such death and, and darkness, the comfort was given back to men through John. People came to hope. People came to believe that light could exist even where there was darkness. And darkness cannot overcome it. We know what these concepts are, but there is a word driving them. And that word is Jesus. That word always existed and more. It was always a comfort. It was always a light shining in darkness. God's plan was never ever hidden from us. It was always preached. It was always taught that even when everything has gone wrong, we might hope again. Because before creation was ever made, the lamb was slain for you. Before creation was ever made, there was still a word, light. And that word is for you. Because the word was supposed to confront the darkness. It was supposed to be given to you. He came to his own. Because this is where he belongs. Heaven is not God's home and earth some vacation spot some 2,000 years ago where he hung out for like 30 years, but you missed the show. Light confronts darkness. Understand that, especially this time of year, if things feel dark, if the church words like hope and love don't find traction in the things that you see, understand this truth. Light confronts darkness. So if there is darkness nearby in your life, be it sin, be it pain, be it death, God cannot be far from the darkness because the light must confront it. God cannot be far from us in our misery and our sin, in our suffering and our death. God cannot be far from where we live, even if earth is a lot darker than heaven because the light will confront the darkness. The light would become flesh. The word would dwell among us and we have seen his glory. Glory given as a gift that is God with us. Light chasing away darkness, light that would let the blind see, even as we hear an eternal word that shaped creation and still speaks to you a brand new identity. You now have the right to become children of God. You are God's child in the waters of your baptism. You are God's child in the words that he spoke over you as you were met at that font by the God who would not be far from you, that no longer would we dwell in this world based on the things that we can build or do or make but only on the gift of God. Whatever you have done, whatever was been done to you, you are holy because the word was joined to water and splashed on you. This is who you are now. God's child, who he loves, who he cares for. And those words still have power for you. They still shape reality for you. In the beginning, there was God, but he wanted more. Love cannot exist in a vacuum. He needs something to love. And so he spoke, let there be light. And all of creation bends to God's word. That same word works today. In the stead and by the command of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, God's word still creates. 
still shapes reality, still makes you what he would have you be, holy, righteous, loved. Words have power, and this word made flesh has come to make you holy. It did that by a death upon a cross, by an empty tomb, and by the water of that font, so that when the word would call you children, you actually are. It gives you the right to speak words that matter too. So when you don't know what to say, and when the word seems too scary to speak, even though you can't stop playing them out in your head, say the words that matter. Say, I love you. Simple little words, but they change things. Say, Merry Christmas. Not to win some political fight. Not to prove somebody wrong. But because there is a light that dwells in darkness, not just for you, but for all the world. And that is the reason that we find joy this time of year. We say Merry Christmas because we have seen his glory full of grace and truth, full of hope and life which shapes creation, even as that word was spoken and everything came into existence all those years ago. The word, even now, even here, still speaks to mold us back into what we were supposed to be before our words ran dry to explain all that's wrong. Understand what Christmas is, according to John. It's kind of light on shepherds and kids dressed in bathrobes, and so we usually move along past it pretty quick. But I think I like John's the most, because he tells the truth of darkness doesn't get to win anymore. Because you were given the word light, and the light shines in darkness, and the darkness cannot overcome it. So Merry Christmas and Amen. And now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and your minds into life everlasting. Amen.